You ready to rock and roll? Yeah, I'm just... Why are you pondering? I'm giving it some time. I don't is, wanna... is this the calm before the storm? It is. So you've got a, you've just got five things written down. That's it. I've got five games. Man, written I'm going to rip paper. you up in this one. I know you're going to make me look <laughs> dumb. <laughs> That's impossible, but <sighs> I'm ready. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John, and I'm Aaron. And this week, to celebrate our 150th episode, we are going to talk about our top five desert island discs. Totally original idea. Came up with by me and Boat. Actually, like that. this was Figgy CTZ's That's choice right. for his game this month um, as an Amigos Game Selection Committee member. So thank you, Figgy, for uh, suggesting we do Desert Island Disc. It's the oft-duplicated, but I guess it's kind of always imitated as well. I want to give Figgy... Duplicated and imitated. I want to give Figgy a shout-out, a double shout-out, because this guy's everywhere. He's always he's all over Discord. He's coming up with plans. Yeah, he's on it. Figgy's on. His it. name's Figgy with some Figgy random C-T-Z. letters after it. What does that mean? It's his hacker name. Oh, <laughs> we don't know what CTZ means, though, do we? You're only if you're in the inner circle. Dad, gum it. Yeah. How do you get in there? I like to get in there. Well, I used to do hacking. Well, there's 33 degrees. Oh man, and once you get, I can't the, afford it, can oh, I? Okay, I don't have the hacker cred. All right, Aaron. You ready to talk about some Amiga news this week? Yeah, a little bit of news. Okay. Just a little bit, you know, but what the hell? And then there's some non-Amiga news I want to touch on. Hey, I like non-Amiga news. You know, because it's sort of relevant, I guess, in a totally irrelevant way. Hey, did we mention this last week? I don't think we did. Our good and dear friends over at Amiga Love. You know I love me some Amiga Love. They sent us awesome stickers. Yeah, I love... And plus, it's just... It's very interesting, Mm -hmm. the forms over there. Uh, did we talk about this Dungeon Masters Strikes Back utility disc like video he did? It was very interesting, and uh, 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 or actually, I think it's just, I think it's just a, a thing he wrote up. But uh, no, it was a video. I couldn't remember for sure because it's been a week since I looked at it. I like the title screen. Yeah, yeah. He but he goes in. He talks about the utility disc that came with this game. Now I used to play. I've played the original Dungeon Master, and I've had a cup of coffee with the with the sequel. Mm-hmm. You know, which really it's more like a add-on, I guess. But I did not know there was a there was a utility disc that you could do stuff with, and and he goes into it. And it's pretty interesting. Uh, the what you can what you can mess around now, with. Now, Dungeon it. Master is this a game where you're creating dungeons? You're like you play the role of the bad guy basically, and the heroes no, are you're trying thi- to run No, through. no, no, no. You're thinking Dungeon Keeper. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a pretty interesting. Uh, again, I always like to give Amiga Love a shout out. I hope he uh, was able to find the guy who had because we talked covered them a month ago or so about the Amiga 1000 uh, gra- or uh, hardware card. He was looking for the accelerator with the extra stuff on it. He was looking for the guy that made it so he could reproduce them. So I haven't heard anything about that updates for it, but hopefully he's doing okay with that. This is a pretty extensive animation for the uh, beginning of this. Game. Oh yeah, man, that's the way they did it. So here's a wacky one. Uh, Man, I almost hate to even mention this because I, I, I fear that this could pop up on the Amiga-thon. <laughs> but uh, uh, Dreamcatcher found a game he claims that may be worse than Top Banana. Oh, my gosh. N- never oh good. Oh, my gosh. Now, I looked at this game, and it looks... A part of me is, is interested in this game. It's called Kang Fu. So, um, <laughs> it is what it, exactly what it sounds like. Basically, like a Kung Fu kangaroo right and then what they did was they used sort of new technology to put like real life graphics behind you know what it reminds me of are those laser disc games exactly mm-hmm. exactly except far far worse uh, i have not tried this 
for because I had a feeling I'd try it where I wanted to or not here soon. But it's Dreamcatch. He's always do it, does the top shelf work. <laughs> and how he came up with it, I mean, have you ever heard of this one at all? No. I have not ever heard of it. So it's a little creepy that he could find it, but he finds all the weirdness. Uh, and of course, it's super duper in depth. It's good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Well, you know, there is an option. Somebody donated money and said, John and Aaron, you each get to pick a game for 30 oh, minutes. So. so Lionheart for an hour? Lionheart for an hour. Beautiful, that's, man. That's all it is. So, now get this. Here's another. We, we, I think we previewed this. We don't do too many game previews, but I recall talking about this one before. Alcocopter. Mm. Now, this is a, a puzzle game where you ha- you use a, a helicopter that runs on alcohol. That's my kind of copter. Yeah. And if it runs out of alcohol, it goes down. That's my nickname, actually. Ironically, when I run out of alcohol... I stay up, but when I have more alcohol, I go down. That's it's, that, it's, that, yeah. it's that song about, you know, getting back up again. You get knocked down, then you yeah. get up again. Do you remember who sang that song? Chumbawamba. That's right. <laughs> who else would it be? I'm just thinking of all the stuff you don't know, but you knew that. I don't know who <laughs> Scatman Crothers is, but I know who Chumbawamba is. It is odd, isn't it? It is. Scatman Crothers is like the Jazz Hall of Fame and stuff. And you're a big jazz guy. You love you some jazz. I figure Chumbawamba is going to enter into the Rock and Roll oh, Hall of Fame any year now. Are you kidding me? Get that out. So, um, this one just came up as I was I was literally getting, coming to the boat studios here when this one popped up. And I, now, I have little information, just what I read. I found this on a, on a forum. Uh, apparently, the uh, uh, the fellow that worked on it has announced that he is there is going to be an official update for the Amiga version of Worms Director's Cut. Wow! So after all these years, at just over twenty years, it says they're going to do an update, a, so a patch, a software update. I think they said they're going to distribute it on uh, the news groups or something like that. That's awesome because I believe they just put an, another update out recently for another old game. Well, I believe all of Team, team 17's games are in. They put all of those old versions in the public domain, so they don't have to fear any kind of reprisal. You gotta, you gotta love, you gotta love Team 17, and they're still kicking, and they yeah. put out good stuff. And I'm a big Worms guy. So I love enough Worms. said. So uh, that'll be that'll be fun. And it's funny. I don't think I've ever played the director's cut. I've always just played the regular ones. So I'm about to look into that one. Um, now there was an interesting article put up. I gotta find it here. Um, it was one of our guys. It was basically, it was it was what would happen if they tried to rebuild the C64. Did you see this? Here it is. Adam Bradley put it up. Uh, it, and uh, someone, I guess, was having a conversation about what, what would happen uh, with computers that had moved forward to the present day. And mm-hmm. someone, uh, her name was Stephanie, I, I guess it's a lady, Stephanie Alary. Does that, that look right to you? Yeah. Uh, it, that it, could be a man. It might be a sure. dude. Yeah, that's why I, yeah. you never know. I've made that mistake before. But uh, uh, basically, they're working. They're, they're just kind of working with like uh, uh, old chips and processes to basically come up with what would effectively like they're calling the Commodore 256, uh, which would be the next uh, iteration of these of the venerable C64 line, and they and they. In the article, they say basically like, well, listen, the the C sixty four was out, the one twenty eight was out, and then when uh, the Amiga came in, they they gate they stopped working on the on the Commodore line, moved into the Amiga line. What would have happened if they'd kept going? One thing I found interesting about this, they were talking about where you would get these old chips because they're no longer available, and they're basically like China. They got tons of everything over there. <laughs> I think There's still like tons of new old stock sixty five oh two. You've got like sock province over there, and and you've got. Uh, 
you know, dog poo prefecture or whatever. Then there must be some like old Commodore village <laughs> where they've got all these old chips like stuck in a. I'm more interested in dog poop prefecture. Yeah, no, That's... artificial dog poop. <laughs> oh, yeah. artificial. Yeah, they're not. Making Never mind. No longer interested. <laughs> wow. Now I'm creeped out. Whoa, man. So anyway, that was, it's a neat article. Again, it's, it's not Amiga related, but it's it's kind of interesting. Um, we talked about this last week uh, uh, in. Uh, insert disc two, which mm-hmm. I think he just when did that that came out? That came out today. Today when we're t- when we're taping this, um, and the uh, I this also is something I just saw today. You know they've raised about three million dollars for the Atari VCS, the new box. Right. Um, there's a you know I sort of I sort of uh, I don't know I don't want to say I mocked them, but I sort of pointed out all the people that said this was going to fail and said, look, you're dumb, which I still think they are. But they've come back with the fact that in the video, remember we saw the uh, screen that said uh, Tempest 4000, mm-hmm. right? Not not real. Not None of the stuff in the video is actually a, an Atari VCS running anything. And so this is what they've, they have uh, fired back with. Uh, they are calling it a fake vaporware. I think... I think they will release. Don't you think they're going to release some sort of tangible hardware? I mean, they'll really. And it could be crap. They're going to release something, wouldn't you think? If they've got, the, you know. Well, if you look at previous Kickstart efforts, wasn't the uh, wasn't the Chameleon? Wasn't that a Kickstart? Indiegogo. Joint? Indiegogo. Which is, this is also an Indiegogo. Okay, so that didn't come out. And well, that it, that well, raised yeah, but, a lot of money. But that it didn't raise any money because they canceled the Indiegogo on that. It raised, well, before they canceled it, they didn't it raise hardly come. anything. Yeah, they, mm. it was horrible. I will say one thing I wanted to mention is a little uh, uh, follow up. I know you were waiting for me, weren't you? Um, I mentioned that the Ouya. I was like, how can it lose money? That well, they made eight million dollars in the Kickstarter, right? Well, Ouya went out of business and they owed everyone tons of money. So. You can make a ton of money and still fail horribly. Turns out business is more than just the, the money <laughs> you bring in. Um, the uh, But the Atari, I think, uh, that price tag is... I'll be interested to see what they come up with for with Indiegogo, thirty bucks. Or with whatever. Indiegogo, are they under any obligation to release anything? Or no, is they have the, that, with, the, with Kickstarter. You have to have a working right. prototype. With Indiegogo, it's it's, it's a wild, wild it's crazy time. Yeah. you know whatever you want. We should put together a console. We what should. would we call it? Because listen. You've got your Atari VCS console. Mm-hmm. Coleco is working on uh, like some new mini arcade machine, so they're not out of it yet. They just announced the Intellivision Mini with Tommy Tellerico backing it, among others. The Blue Sky Rangers are involved. Neo Geo has that crazy looking uh, gimmick coming out. With that. That's a Neo Geo Mini. It's coming out. Uh, of course, uh, Nintendo has just. Uh, has just uh, uh, re-upped some trademarks for some N64 related stuff. So everyone's speculating that the N64 Mini will be coming, which it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that. You got the C64 Mini, so you've got as many, many minis. I mm-hmm. guess is where I'm going. Uh, so what non what non spoken for Mini would you make? That's a great question because I, I know the answer for me. But what would you? Well, I think well, I sort of mentioned mine on the on our insert this too. But where would you go? I think that you could re-release the Vectrex That's with, but not make it a vector screen. Just make it an OLED screen, which <sighs> look pretty awesome these days. It, you can make it really cheaply. You could make it a color screen, so no overlays would be needed. And well, <laughs> now that would work because overlays have more of them than just different colors. They've got like there's actual like. Targeting stuff. Wait a minute. You, you mean you can't put targeting and graphic stuff on an OLED screen? 
Oh, you mean have it simulated? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I mean, what, why I didn't else know where you... you were going there. I didn't know. I mean, it's, it's an interesting idea. I don't know how much appeal it would have without the actual vector I don't know how much monitor. appeal it would have with the vector monitor. Well, I think it would sell pretty well because... The, why not everything else? Because what would you really have an Intellivision, another Intellivision, or Atari Mini, or a Vectrix? At least I mean, you don't have nothing for that. Okay, the amount that I think that you'd run into cost situations because I don't know how much it would cost to restart production of vector monitors, but something oh, tells yeah, me it's yeah. not going to be cheap. Oh no, no, you're right. You're so right. if you want a way to play those games with the same sort of form factor that you might remember without the extra headache of the, the constant whine emitting from the console. And well, you can fix that. That's fixable now. I, I suppose it is, but I've yet to play a Vectrex that didn't have Listen, one, I get used so. to a constant whine every time I do this show. Let me just say this thing and we'll move on. We can both agree now that you were wrong and that I was right and the Amiga Mini is imminent. It will absolutely come out. Go ahead and tell everyone that right now on the 150th episode. Aaron was right. Go ahead. I'm 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 ready to receive the accolades. There is no way in this world that that console will ever come out. You heard him. You all heard him because the speculation is already running rampant. Oh, the spec. Yeah, you're right. The speculation is running rampant. Therefore, the release all must right. be imminent. We'll see. We'll see about that. I, I'm going to remember this. Yeah, remember that's why it. I wanted to get it out Episode on the 150th. 150. That yeah. way, I could come back and be like, "Oh, there you go. I knew it." All right. Let me see if I got anything else in the old uh, in the old ticker here. Um, I think I didn't see anything else in there. Now, hold on a second here. Uh, let's see. That's old. And I think that's it. Oh, I guess we should probably plug. Again, we're doing, uh, if you don't tune in, uh, we always do a uh, insert disc two, which is a lot like what we just did. Just me and Boat blathering about whatever we want to talk about. Um, my brother is now firmly in control of our sister show, ARG Presents. And this week, uh, we will do, be doing games on the Sega CD slash Mega CD, and I will reveal that I don't—I can't remember what Brent's game is. Come to think of it, I'm not sure he ever told me, but I can tell you that my game will be Eternal Champions, uh, the Dark Side, the, the CD version of Eternal Champions. It should be awesome. I'm looking forward to playing that. Is it actually called the Dark Side? I can't remember the exact second part of it. It's the Dark Side something. I can't remember, but it's a—it's the CD version. It's. It's much different. It's, okay. They've added a lot of stuff to it. You know me. I'm a big mark for the Sega CD. Have we mentioned, have we forgotten anything other newsworthy items? I know, I, I swear, I had something else I want to talk about. I can't remember what it was. My poor memory. That's all right. It's we move on. So, you know, before we get into uh, our Desert Island games here, since we've been, <clears throat> since we've been, uh, this is now our 150th uh, numbered podcast, and I'm sure there's a bunch of other crazy stuff. God knows how many how much stuff we've done. What do you take away? Uh, what, what are the big takeaways from doing 150 episodes of, uh, of Amigos? What if, what, if, what, 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 when you look back, what do you look back on fondly and what do you look back on with disdain and anger and angst? <laughs> well, I think that the Amiga has, it has a depth um, and a breadth of titles that I, I didn't realize it had starting out. You know, I figured... When we started Amigos, I figured it would have your normal kind of swathe of games where you'd have, you know, some arcade conversions, some run-and-gun games. Uh, you'd have uh, a couple strategy games. But the Amiga really, I would I would go out on a limb and say, aside from the PC, which you can't compare anything to just because the PC's lifespan is so long, 
it has the most variety, just sheer variety of titles of any any gaming platform. It does have a huge variety. I can't I can't deny that. So you what you've been struck by is this the uh, the amount of depth that there is in the gaming library. I yeah. understand that. Uh, when I look back uh, on 150, I, which we've almost done them. I wouldn't say we've done them consecutively, but we haven't. Have we ever missed a week? I think we may have missed a week way, way back. We've never not put out a show every week. So that's that's what three. That's almost, almost three, three full years. years. Which I can say this is the uh, uh, this is a long <laughs> commitment, or or it's been a, a, a long run. What you're saying is it's turned into a job. Well, no, no. I mean, you not really. It. No, I'm just saying it's been. Uh, um, it surprises me that we kept doing it as long as we have. It's, uh, I mean, no, it's not a job. Uh, it's, uh, uh, I enjoy it. Uh, the uh, there are some parts. Sometimes it's a it's a pain, and sometimes the game is real tough, and sometimes I don't feel like I'm good enough at the game to speak on it. That happens, you know. So I, those are the episodes that I dread a little bit because I'm afraid I'm going to look like a bigger goof than I already do. Uh, but uh, I don't think there's. I'm trying to get the. There's been a point in the 150 episodes where I was just like, I mean, I'm just going to jump out the window. I can't. I, well, I'll tell you this. Even the games that are hard to play, even the games that make no sense to us, every time we finish an episode, I'm like, boy, I'm glad that we did an episode on that. Because I think that we've we've discovered something, at least between the two of us, we've discovered something that's unique and worth talking about in it. What are the games you look back on and that you don't feel like we got? Oh, I mean, I we, that, we don't have the rest of the evening. Right, but just p- pick a couple highlights. I can think of a couple highlights. Where, which is, I don't think it clicked with us or we didn't understand. The game was too complex or the game, we didn't get it because of some kind of social, you know, America thing. Yeah, I mean, right off the top of my head, I think about the, the more complex strategy titles like Dune. Um, there was you know, a lot to Dune. There's a lot going on in Dune. Um, I felt that way about Hired Guns because we never played it two-player. Yeah, and I feel like that was the majority of the fun from that. That game would have been if you had all the player spots mm-hmm. filled. I think that would have made that a lot more fun for me too. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm going to go with, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I'm my, the one that always sticks in my crawl is North and South. That game is so highly rated, and we just, I just didn't get it. I know we missed some stuff, but I don't know what it is. Um, Syndicate is another one. I just could not. Uh, uh, I didn't feel like I had a very good grasp of it, those, because those games and like or your XCOM uh, are just games that I don't ever play. And so when you or another one even was like I know you were a lot better at this one. I was that theme park game. Uh, I I did I was not creative enough or skilled enough to do anything of any consequence to you know to make it more fun for me. Mm-hmm. You know, North and South of all the games we've ever done, that's one where I look back. And think to myself, I'm going to figure this sucker out one of these days because <laughs> I, I mean, it's so it's so widely well regarded, and I, I never, I just never got it. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a game? And assuming that we disqualify the obvious games like first person pinball and uh, uh, and uh, uh, top banana, is there a game amongst the 150? We've done way more than 150 games, probably 200 games. Uh, is there a game that you were disappointed in or surprised that you didn't enjoy? Um, I think that any of the first-person perspective games 
because of the the way that the hardware is on the Amiga, I just didn't grow up playing games where you advance one frame at a time in a first person perspective. And I always find myself really not liking those games because of it. It just seems very stilted. And I'd rather have a different perspective where the animation is more fluid than stuff just popping up right in front of your face. Um, the exception to that would be like the graphic adventures where you type in go north and then the scene changes. But games where you have direct control and that happens. Um, but I realize that that's just a limitation of the Amiga's hardware. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's funny, when we look back on the games that we've played, there was a couple that I thought I would like more than I did, and there were some I thought I would, I would like and didn't. Um, the, one of the games that I found um, slightly annoying, believe it or not, was the... Uh, Gosh, I'm trying to think of it. it was the one that was the same outfit that did the uh, oh, Waxworks. Mm -hmm. uh, there were parts that I really liked, but I really thought they left a lot on the table. Yeah, like, well, I, it's funny because Waxworks was what I was thinking of when that genre. You know, it's well, one of those games that, that meets that criteria, I liked too. the concept behind it and the art, and it was clearly done by people that really cared, the big backstory. But I, the, uh, I wish they had done a little more uh, with, the, with the actual... Uh, wax facility. I was kind of disappointed by that. I don't know how to you say know it. what? Uh, Necronom in the chat brings up a great point. You know, we totally forgot about this one, but this one fits what we were just talking about to a T. A game that we know should have been great that we just didn't get at all. Whizball. Yeah. Oh, it was actually was was oh, no, the first Whizball one. That I, I've never been good at that game, and I, that's another one I've went back to. But and people love it. People love it. But uh, you're right. That's that's one that was. We're that, just playing it wrong you know, somehow. There, and there are some horrible um, game, arcade games that I didn't like, and I'm going to go with uh, Altered Beast, which, which you was, praised, I think, yeah, <laughs> at some point in way, the past. I was, yeah. well, I, was, I got confused. Clearly, it, that was uh, what a dud. And I will say, we didn't, from we didn't do them on the show, but I, I did the uh, Outrun Europa, Outrun, and uh, the other Outrun Turbo. Of course, this is pretty. Well trodden ground, but those were those were all crap. Big big letdown. So, your surprise favorite out of 150. Can you think of one that you thought, man, this is great? Yeah, my surprise favorite was definitely Flight of the Amazon Queen. Now, that's what exactly what I was going to say. I think that we're a little bit biased because we tend to remember shows that have happened more recently than shows that happened before. There might have been a game that that really surprised me from like episode 25 or something. But just off the top of my head, I never thought that I'd be able to like any graphic adventure game just as much, if not more, than Monkey Island. Well, I'm gonna, I've got two, and that, and you took one of them because that's—I I don't care when we did it; those aren't my type of games. And that one was a lot of fun, mm -hmm. beautiful, colorful, the right genre, the right uh, presentation. Um, the other one, I'm, and this one blew my mind for different reasons, and I'm sure much more sensible soccer. I didn't think I could get into a, a, a soccer game that much, and it's a lot of fun. It's one I still load up occasionally and, and play. And I don't know how many. That was a long time ago when we did that mm -hmm. one. Uh, I, 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 sensible World of Soccer, I play it occasionally. It's a lot of fun. Now, I, I don't know enough about soccer <clears throat> to fully understand what's happening, mm -hmm. but it's still fun. It, it's oh, yeah. Still, I love soccer. You know, so that's what um, I really I, enjoy. I'll tell you probably the most disappointing games, if I can pick a category of games, yeah. would probably be the CinemaWare games. Oh. I know that you love the CinemaWare games, but I mean, starting, I think the first one that we did was, uh, might have been TV Sports Basketball, or TV Sports Basketball, yeah. I think it was. And I think that that's the high watermark. That's my favorite CinemaWare game, and the rest of them, 
um, I just find swirly lacking in the gameplay department. I'm going to disagree with you there. I know you will, because you <laughs> love CinemaWare. I'm not going to go into it right now, but I might touch on that later. Mm-hmm. But yes, I do like CinemaWare. Now, again, some of their gameplay, it's, they're not all gems. But they're all well, they are well produced, and they tried hard. And, and they, they were breaking new ground. I mean, it came from the desert. Does it get repetitive? Yeah, but I mean, look at what they're doing. I mean, it's an interactive film. It's as close as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I think you're being too hard on CinemaWare, personally. Well... With all that in mind, you ready to jump into the... Uh, Let's so jump This is in. effectively five games we would take with us. I don't know if you put yours in any particular order. I didn't put mine in any particular order, but what my criteria was is these are games that I can enjoy as a single player because I am all alone on this desert island. All right, and, and I want to preface this by saying these aren't my five favorite Amiga games. No, me neither. These are five games that I think I could get the most out of. Mm-hmm. In a situation where, and I didn't pick any compilation discs. I didn't right. pick like the Lotus trilogy. Yeah, that's or all. That's all. No I picked good. five individual games, and uh, and these are games that I think would help me pass away the time on that desert island. I'm screwed. <clears throat> so you want you go first this time around. Um. All right. My first game was Lotus Two. So as we uh, as we talk about these games, I'm going to be pulling them up on YouTube um, and we will watch we'll have some uh, gameplay footage in real time and if you in the chat room have uh, can think of uh, five games that, that would be your desert games throw them in there we'll, we'll read some of them all yeah yeah so Lotus 2 as you can see we have our desert <laughs> island background Very here nice. for 150 um, why did I pick this game well I wanted to have a racing game because racing games are something that you can never master you know, you can always get better. You can always improve your time just a little bit. And uh, Lotus is just, it's its the best racing game on the Amiga, I think. I haven't played one that's better. Um, the only thing that I don't like about it is the fact that you don't get the that great background music while the race is going on. But on the desert island, there's nobody around. I'll just sing it to myself. As yeah, as I'm yeah. Um, there's a variety of tracks. Um, it's more than just time. You know, it's score-based, which I like. Um it doesn't have any of the more annoying elements of the other Lotus games. They they streamlined it, and it's the most arcadey Lotus game. Absolutely, I like that a lot. So, uh, what do you think about Lotus as well, a Desert Island disc? Hilariously, I also picked Lotus too. Oh, and on my list, um, the uh, the Lo- you know I, for all the reasons you said and more. <clears throat> now, if I could pick the old, if I could make the ultimate Amiga racing Lotus game, it would have the pit stuff from the third one and the also the uh, road generations. I almost I came not I wouldn't say I came real close, but it occurred to me to pick the third one because in, in effect you could have an infinite number of tracks. That's true. You know, but when you boil it down, it just to me doesn't play as well as yeah. the second one. Yeah. And it doesn't look as nice and I just the second one was near perfection. It all comes down to gameplay it, and Yeah, it, it, uh, it's a, it's just the best. I mean, we don't have to sit and tell people about Lotus. It's great. Now, of course, we're on the desert island alone, but heck, let's say a mermaid washes up. Well, yeah. heck, you can throw her a joystick and play two people That's on right. the desert island. Land you know, crab. You know, or maybe someone else uh, floats in on a, on a, on a boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a great game. It's it, The thing is, I'm not the best at driving games, but it's uh, it's not that hard to learn, but it's 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 not easy to master. And you're right, you could keep playing it over and over because you could keep trying to beat your own score, beat the, 
uh, beat the time. There's plenty of good racetracks in it. There's a, it's a good way to skip levels. I like the environments while you're looking at that desert, all your desert island all the time. You can look at the lush greenery of yeah. the, the tracks and There's things, tons so. of cool tracks. It's just, it, it's a great game. Mm -hmm. uh, it's what OutRun should have been, plus a little more. So I, I've got to agree with you on that one. <clears throat> I will say I had a, this is, a, I call this, the I, you know, I'm kind of like you. I thought, okay, what categories of games do I want? I'm going to mm -hmm. pick the best one. I put this in my sports category, and the backup game in my sports category, which I'm just going to touch on briefly, was TV sports basketball. Oh. Just like Boat said, and I'm not the biggest basketball fan, and I'm not the biggest uh, uh, basketball watcher, but I really like what TV sports basketball brought to the table. It's on my all-time favorite basketball game on any system. It just it just edged out Sensible World of Soccer. Now Sensible World of Soccer, to be honest, is is probably is I just know probably it's much deeper. But TV Sports has enough depth for me with a sport that I'm more comfortable with than soccer, basically. And I thought if I'm on a desert island, uh, I'm, I may get mad if I don't have a, something that I can play that I'm familiar with. That's a sports game. So my backup would have been TV Sports, but I went with Lotus on that as well. And by the way, just. Just uh, in case you're keeping score, Lotus was released in '91, and I wrote down uh, the the uh, lemon scores for these just to see how they how what we picked and how it scored. This one got this was a very high score on lemon, eight point eight uh, eight point six seven out of ten. So that's a huge score on there. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think of Lotus very highly. So I'll go ahead with my well, I guess effectively my second pick since we both picked that one. I don't think you picked this one, but. <clears throat> my second pick is going to be from Cinemaware, and you know I love it. And I had to put it on my list, which is Wings. Oh. Um, Wings, of course, came out in 92 discs. It's the epic Cinemaware World War I uh, flying game where you take over the uh, diary of a up-and-coming flyer, and, the, and you uh, go out to fight the Germans. Uh, there are three different uh, modes of play in this. There's a uh, there's a first person sort of uh, really it's a third person sort of uh, in the cockpit view, dogfight view. Then there's a bombing run view, and then there's also a strafing view. So you've sort of got three games in one that that weighed into my decision quite a bit. The can the campaign in it's long, real long, so it has a lot of good. It's got a lot of length. Plus, it's one you can replay over and over without any trouble. Uh, a fun game. It's got a lot of atmosphere. It's got good music. I like the backgrounds. I like the uh, history stuff they've thrown in. It's a great teaching tool, uh, and the graphics are top shelf. I like, you know, I love it. It's if it's not my favorite Amiga game of all time, it's one of my favorites, and uh, it aged great. I'm gonna go I, when I when I pictured these uh, this this uh, contest or whatever we're doing. I thought, okay, we're gonna have a, a, a Amiga that can run this stuff. That has a CD-ROM, for example. So uh, uh, this would be if you run this on a better Amiga, you get better gameplay, obviously. So that will fall into it as well. But uh, Wings, it's a great game. It's the best thing Cinemaware ever did, ever, and uh, it would be my pick on the on the Desert Island. I'm surprised you like it more than Three Stooges. A lot more. Three Stooges is, is fun, but you could not play that for that long. You would go, you go mad <laughs> because there's there's not a whole lot of depth to it. Where this has oodles and oodles of depth. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. I'll say Wings is definitely among the better Cinemaware titles. Uh, I I certainly liked it more than it came from the desert, and uh, I don't know if I liked it more than Three Stooges or not. 
I, I think that I, I like them both about the same, but uh, I do I do prefer TV sports basketball. Well, so. it came from the desert was more ambitious. Mm-hmm. It was the most well, probably the most ambitious thing that they ever did at somewhere, but but it was it was so far ahead of its time mm-hmm. that it wasn't ready for prime time. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it, it's still a fun game. But this one, this one had it all. The uh, you know, I'm not a big flight sim guy, but, uh, uh, you know, when they get one that's simple and arcadey, I'm on board. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're not a big flight sim guy, you'll love wings because it's not a flight sim. What? No, it is. It is a flight sim. It's a dog flight sim. You don't have to do but it's easy. It's, anyone can pick it up with one button. Yeah. That's why I like it. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. So, that was wings. And it, by the way, had an 8.76 on Lemon, which, again, is a very high score uh, for uh, for a game uh, uh, on the Amiga from Lim- the Lemon folk, they're they're a tough bunch. What do you got, Boat? My next game is what I chose as my uh, arcade selection. So for my next game, I chose Parasol Stars. Do you remember anything about Parasol Stars? I remember Parasol Stars absolutely. So Parasol Stars uh, takes some of the best elements of um, games like Rodland. And uh, games like um, Bubble Bobble, these single screen platformers. And the thing that I like about Parasol Stars is one, it looks like an arcade game. I mean, it is. it looks great. Uh, Parasol Stars was actually not an arcade game. It never got an arcade release. It was just released on the Amiga and I believe the Turbo Graphics. But uh, it's the, the sprites are so big, bright, and colorful. There are so many different ways you can play the game, uh, whether you want to use the water to, to whack your enemies with or whether you want to um, just hit them straight with your, with your umbrella. Um, there's so many things. There's, you know, all the fruit and junk that you pick up is real bright and colorful. I mean, it really doesn't do anything, but that's supposed to be in an arcade game. It doesn't have to do anything. It's not like it's Zool or something like that. Um, there is a two-player option for any mermaids that come by. Um, and again, you know, it's just one of those games where you can really just zone out. It's got great music um, and, uh, and and just, just have a blast. I, I liked Parasol Stars. I, pref- I prefer... Uh, uh... Some other games of the same genre, which uh, which is uh, what's the one I like, um, uh, Liquid Kids. I think is a better. It's really a side scrolling platform. Well, it's very similar, including the way you use water and stuff. I mean, it's clearly they influenced each other because it's the same outfit that did it. Um, Parasol Stars is. Are you you kidding me? This was never. This never got an arcade release. You're kidding me. Well, this is a. I mean, it looks just like you could put this in a cabinet Mm -hmm. without any trouble, and the music's it's all good. I'm. I, in terms of arcade games, this is a, this is one of the better ones we looked at. It's not, again, it's I know it's more your style than his mind, but I did like it. It's a fun game and it looks great. I mean, and it's unique too. I mean, it's really an unusual yeah. game. Um, the this the main character sprite looks a lot like the guy from Rainbow Island. It does. Uh, which I, I will admit, I think I like Rainbow Islands more than this. Really. Uh, but I, I do like this, too. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't as good as this. I was but I like Liquid Kids better than both of them. Mm-hmm. No one ever talks about Liquid Kids, and I've been wanting to cover it sometime because the Amiga got a, an un, I think it was an unreleased port. Uh, but it, it's it, uh, Liquid Kids is sort of like if you took uh, Rainbow Island and this and, like, gave them the ability to scroll, you would get something like Liquid Kids, and yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. So yeah. that's one we're going to put on the docket at some point in the future. Cool. But, cool. yeah, not the worst choice, but not the worst choice. Um. So, I wanted something that was an exploratory, I thought, if I'm on this desert island, I've got to have something that I can uh, do that will make me feel like I can go somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? 
and I narrowed it down to two games. And I picked the, I think I picked the better of the two, but it, it was real close. This is the closest one I had. I went with uh, Frontiers Elite 2. Okay. Uh, Frontier is the sequel to the very popular, very acclaimed Elite, uh, which we have threatened to do on this show many times over the years. But it's a, it, it's, it's a complicated game. It's, I'll, frankly, it's not one that I've played a ton recently. Uh, but when I did play it, I liked the idea of being able to get in a ship and fly anywhere you want all over the galaxy. Uh, this game was a wonder when it came out. Uh, the the fact that they could squeeze everything that this game had onto a disc it was it was amazing and the first one was the same way and, and the, a, a true uh, uh, tour de force of programming this was um, and this was I mean of course we we know Elite Dangerous which is out now which is sort of the you know the 2016 version of Elite uh, and it was spawned but I mean it is it's a worthy success to a game where you just got different ships went to these different planets. Uh, it left a lot of the stuff to your imagination, but you still, I mean, you know, you're on a desert island. You, you, if you want the sensation of being able to leave the desert island, this is this is the game for you. Uh, I like the fact that there's a um, uh, there's a social aspect in terms of the bulletin board system, which is, you know, I thought about even putting Neuromancer in here too, which I, I knew that wouldn't be a popular choice since that got everybody hated Neuromancer. But one of the things I like about Neuromancer was the ability to post on the bulletin board, get and receive messages, and this has a similar, you can get on bulletin boards for jobs and stuff, so you can sort of sort of feel like you're online, mm-hmm. even though you're on a desert island, so you right. can sort of pretend. I'm assuming after about a month on the desert island, you're starting to go crazy, and you can really get into it. You can start role-playing that you're on this stuff. But I, I always loved this game. It came out in 93, and uh, was a uh, instant hit, you know, and it's been talked about. The opening to this game is is the uh, number one uh, spec demo for anyone that gets a new Amiga. They always fire up the opening of this where it's got the ship taking taking off and landing and fighting those the, the bad guys. It's got the cool soundtrack. So this was a pretty easy choice, um, and it was popular uh, on uh, on uh, Lemon. This thing scores an eight point oh nine, and the and that's really the CD version. The disc version scores an 8.48, so they're both highly regarded. I would probably go for the CD version, but that's just me. Um, what, I know you've never played this one, have you? But no. I've only played Elite Dangerous, but if uh, I was on a desert island yeah. and I did not have access to Elite Dangerous, uh, I would probably put some time into this, and I, you know, I'm sure I could learn it eventually. I'm assuming that the Desert Island discs will not be cracked versions. They'll be the retail copies with the proper docks and everything We've got the docks, everything, like everything. they're yeah. all laminated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I'll tell you, my backup, this was a tough one for me. It was real tough. The, and this might surprise people until they watch my Amigos play on it, but the backup choice for this would have been uh, Wing Commander, mm. uh, which is a, a great game. Uh, the Amiga version is hampered unless you have an accelerator of some sort. Uh, but uh, it's a it was a great game on the PC. Now, I preferred the sequels more than the original, but the original was still great. And it also gives you that feeling of going out in the universe. Now, this one, this, the, there were two things that really sort of tipped me over the top on it. One was the fact that this was a fighter-based, and this was a... Uh, it's not, you can't just take your ship out and just go wherever you want. There was that. And I thought after a while on the desert island, you might get, uh, you might want to have a little bit of freedom or at least a little bit of peace. Mm-hmm. Because in this, you're not just going to fly around and not shoot. Yeah. You've got to, so I thought it might be fun just to fly around and just, you know, a little second star on the left. and Straight so, on until morning. That's right. So 
that was my reasoning behind that. So, yep, yeah, it was uh, Elite 2 with the backup being Wing Commander. What do you got for your next one, Boat? My next game, I sort of went in the same direction that you did as um, something that I knew I could play forever and kind of escape the confines of the desert island. And I chose Civilization. Um, so, you know, we reviewed Civilization. Um, it was a while ago, but I know that yeah. we, we did an episode on it. And uh, it was real odd to me uh, to play um, because it was so much different than, you know, say Civ 4 or Civ 5. Uh, but again, this is one of those games that, you know, it's it's got forever depth. Um, you, you can play it forever. You can set the number of civs that you're playing against. You can set the difficulty level. Um, and you really feel like you're building up a civilization. Um, it gives you the uh, the sensation of being around other people, even if the other people are AI, you know, opponents. Um, and you you learn about history, and uh, I just I, I really dig the Sim series it. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, it's I'll tell you something. Uh, no one's going to believe this, but I actually considered this one myself. Really? And the reason is, I mean, again, these games are not necessarily my bag, but I did play Civ back in the day quite a bit. I've forgotten everything I remembered Harley except since we except for we did that review some of it came back pretty quick but it, you know uh, but uh, uh, it's a great game it's a, it was a great series starter uh, you're right you can play it ex, you know forever uh, and uh, it's a good choice I mean if I didn't pick a, a, a turn-based strategy game or I didn't pick any strategy games on my list but if I was going to pick one this would probably be near the top because um, you know, it's a brilliant game. There's a reason why we all know who Sid Myers is mm -hmm. because he came out with something. And the fact, that the way the game plays, is it's just familiar enough to make it feel like you're not being hammered with stuff you don't know. And but it's, I like the fact that you could take these civilizations and give them specialities and stuff that they never had. Yeah. And you could rise up. You could play civilizations that went away and could crush people. You could be peaceful. You can be, you know, you can fight. There's a lot of options. Good game. That's a good choice. Thank you. Thank you. What's your next choice? So I went in a completely different route here. So uh -oh. I've got my kind of adventure game, and I've got my space game, and I've got my sports game. So what I what else do I like? I like fighting. Yeah, you do. Now, fighting games on the Amiga are, uh, uh, let's say, it's a mixed bag. How about that? Let's be polite. But I wanted to get something that I thought, I want something I wasn't intimate with, but was still good. Right. Okay. And then, but and I will admit, this is a game that we reviewed a long time ago, and I never played it before. Uh, but I, the more I looked into it, the more I liked it. It looked good. It played good. And the game I'm talking about is Fighting Spirit. Oh, I did um, not expect that Fight on your and list. Fighting Spirit was a, a was a fun game. Uh, with a, this with, is the one with a tiger. That's right. Oh yeah. It's got cool music. I mean, it oozes coolness. Now, of course, this came out in '96. Uh, and was uh, you know, and by the way, good luck finding you a copy of this thing. It's not the easy. It's you know, you're gonna pay. Um, the uh, but it looks like something you would find like a Neo Geo or something, and it plays quick, you know, and it's it's awesome looking. The art is really nice. Excuse me. Someone really took some time with it. It looks like um, it reminds me of something like a, if Samurai Showdown and like Art of Fighting had a kid, you would get this game. It's it, that's what the graphics look like. They're bright. They're colorful. The guys are large. There's some uniqueness to it. There's some crazy moves in it. You can, there's hidden characters. Uh, it's just a it's just a neat game. And but the the thing I like about it the most is because I mean you can have all like body blows has some pretty cool characters in it, for example. But what it does is it plays well. Yeah. And that's really the key. 
because when I look at and and there were some other contenders for my fighter spot because and I'm one of the few I guess but I think Primal Rage on the Amiga is is very good if you consider what you're doing. You're playing. Well, if you something. consider the what the what the real game is, right? You know. I, I think I think um, uh, Mortal Kombat One is a nice achievement. I think Super Street Fighter Two Turbo is an excellent achievement. Again, if you consider what you're doing and consider how horrible the other ones were. But I thought Fighting Spirit was an, uh, an Amiga. Now this is an Amiga exclusive, right? That's right. And that's that's one of the main reasons I picked it because I think it's beautiful, I think it's fun, and I also think that it's uh, they it, they took something they took the Amiga and actually flushed it out. This is what you could have had, right? You know, because I've played some real dud fighting games, as you know, it's a couple of my Amigos plays. Uh, I will admit that the game I chose as a backup for this or my second choice would have been uh, Mortal Kombat Two. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 for the Amiga is an incredible accomplishment. It really is. If you consider what you're using to play this game, it's quite amazing what they were able to accomplish. I mean, it plays real well, you know, and you can even play it with just with with one button. Not great, but you can. And uh, multiple buttons is better. But uh, uh, I really liked uh, MK2. That was I, it was this was another one that was sort of close, but I wanted to go with something now, that was Mortal that Kombat was, 2. Isn't this one of these where there's eight discs and you're constantly well, swapping I'm, back and I'm forth? I'm going to assume that we've got uh, our Amiga has an SD, uh, has a uh, has a compact flash oh, card in it. Now I will okay. say, Fighting Spirit is on CD, so I'll be playing that on the uh, my CD Amiga or my Amiga 32. Um, just an FYI, Fighting Spirit has a, a limited rating of 8.64, so it's another highly regarded game. I don't think too many people talk about it, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm surprised that Body Blows, I think there's just a lot of Team 17 fans out there. Yeah, because I think it, it's far superior it to the Body Blows. Yeah. I mean, it's way better. Uh, and it just one thing I like, it's got a unique look. It's At the same time, it's familiar, mm-hmm. but it's a real fighting game. I mean, it's a real game. They really actually went in and fleshed out the guys. And I think if I was on a desert island, I would have time to go in and sit down with this game and, and play it and, and learn to understand the game. So, yeah. yep, that was from Light Shock. By the way, again, they did the also the PC Wackaroo version of Pray for Death, which is another crazy fight <laughs> game that I like. What do you got, Boat? Well... Speaking of uh, fighting games, my next game is World Class Leaderboard Golf. <laughs> oh, man. Our minds, it's eerie how they work, because I thought about that one, too. Um, so, this game is... Um, I have, you know, nostalgic feelings for this game, because this was the first golf game that I ever played way back on, on my original PC. But I think that this game still holds up very well today. Uh, the mechanics in the game are very solid. There's a nice selection of courses. I like the way they do the swing meter. Um, the game moves pretty quickly. Uh, it doesn't take too long between shots. Um, and uh, you know, golf games are just are just like racing games. You can never you can never master them. You can always get better. And uh, again, you know, I always thought about you know on this desert island you're going to have some sand and maybe a palm tree. You know, I want to see some lush greenery in my games. I don't think this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like World Class Leaderboard, as you know, but I don't think this is the best game for well, golf game on the Amiga because Link, I think Lynx is better, for example. Uh, and one of the other games, I can't remember if it was Jack Nicholas or who was the other one. It was uh, Lee Trevino. Oh, Lee Trevino's one fighting of those. Golf. I thought was really good. Or it was Nick Faldo. Yeah, that maybe that was. It was one of the other named ones. I thought was better than this too. Uh, I, I mean, I like this game, but I don't. I, I, 
I thought about having a golf game one day in Islands, my sports game. And it, it crossed my mind because you have a bunch of courses, you can mm-hmm. sit down and play it. Uh, but uh, this would probably not be the one I would have picked personally. But there's nothing wrong with it, you know. Whatever toots your horn. Yeah. Uh, why this one over? Because I mean, you've played several of those, including uh, Sensible Golf. I think you played that one. Which one? Sensible Golf is just not very good in the controls department. Yeah. Um, Nick Faldo's golf, the putting is jacked up. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's very difficult to putt. This game, you know, it's not the best looking game on the Amiga, but it's got a certain charm. Uh, it, it, it's, but it, I think it's the best playing golf game, at least I've tried on the Have game. You now, played I've not played Lynx, right. so that might change in the future. I think the same outfit made it, too. Mm. So, so, anyway, it's something to think about. So, that's, that's, a, that's a decent choice. Yeah. I mean, what do you got left? Is that your last one? No, I've got okay, one. I'll go ahead and do This is my last okay, one. Okay, yeah, I've got one more after So, <clears throat> I had my adventure game, my space exploration game, and my sports game, and my fighting game. Okay, it's four games, right? So, I know some people are like, hey, why don't you have uh, uh, some sort of uh, graphical text or, you know, like an Indie Edge? I knew that the problem with that is that you're eventually going to go through the adventure and in your bone. Because you're right. going to go through those things one or two times tops. Right. So I thought, well, I was trying to think of games that would not get old, right? They were always different. And so I thought, well, I've got to have a pinball game. Because we, you know, we, I, we both love pinball. Pinball, no matter how many times you play a table, it's never the same. This one I really struggled with. I real I I went through the uh, um, I went through the uh, the company's pinball pack many times to try to figure out which pinball machine I wanted to play. And it's amazing because me and Britt just did a pinball fantasies on the Jag, so it was fresh on my mind already. And I finally determined that the game I would play the most on the desert island would be uh, Slam Tilt Pinball. Oh. I'm going to add now uh, Slam Tilt. Again, another late release. I feel I almost feel like I'm copping out with some of these because they're late releases, but they're Amiga games. Uh, this thing was on was on uh, five discs. I think it was also a CD version. Uh, 21st Century, the same people that made all the other pinball games made it. And this is just uh, pinball. It's just as pinball dreams pushed forward. Uh, the tables, while none of the tables I would say are my favorite table, they're all very interesting tables with one exception uh and the uh um i like the rule set they're more advanced they have uh, they have multi-ball if you play uh pinball illusions which i believe was the third of that series it's it's, just, pre- it's, it's, just it's not that the no, tables are not good it's bad you, get, you don't get as many tables and pinball fantasies um is okay i like a couple of the tables but again, there's no multi-ball, and right. that that take really takes a lot out of it for mm-hmm. me. And so uh, this was the one. This was the clear choice. They the gra- they got the graphics right. It's beautiful. The sound is good. Uh, the uh, uh, it's got the cool it's got the cool uh, you know uh, LCD display or the dot matrix display, I should say, at the top. Uh, the DMD. The DMD. And the uh, and but I, I'll and something else I noticed after playing this a lot, and this is going to be blasphemy because you know. We both love pinball dreams, and probably pinball dreams was my backup in this category. Right? But the 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 physics engine for pinball dreams, and you play that, and then play this, and they they got it a lot better in this mm-hmm. than they did in pinball dreams. The, I mean, just playing the two back to back, which I did, the physics engine in pinball dreams is nothing like it is in this. Uh, it's just it's just better all around. Um, so it was it was. 
a difficult choice. And I had some, a couple other ones I like too, but this was the one I went with. I think it's it gives you the best of the both worlds. Uh, I would like to see some of the Pinball Dreams tables updated to this engine, like bad. <laughs> as you know, as you know, I love some of those. But this is the one I went with, Slam Tilt, which I think we looked at. Gosh, it, that's another one we did a long time ago on a Pinball episode. What, what did you think of Slam Tilt? You know, if I would have picked one of these, I probably would have <laughs> gone with Dreams. I, I understand. Um, but if you went and did as much research as I did, you probably would change your mind if you played these back to back. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that it's just because I haven't played Slam Tilt as much, and I'm sure that uh, the tables are better designed in Slam Tilt. But I, on the whole, I tend to prefer games that are the um, that have the alphanumeric display That's, rather than the DMD. You know, that was, and we both agreed on this that the one thing about Pinball Dreams that they had it going for it was. Uh, since the alphanumeric display took up less of the screen, you got more of the table, and that's that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Now this does has a high have a high res mode when you go into multi ball, mm -hmm. which is nice. Which I'm assuming that's why the other ones didn't have it. Yeah, uh, but uh, um, I can't take that away. Yeah, pinball dreams. That's its big advantage. It's funny. It's a double edged sword because when you don't have that, you sort of you sort of miss the DMD. But you don't you the extra real estate. You know, I, I, you kind of wish you and me could go to a, to a place at a higher res, you know, or something. But you know, so I be now. Where's I, Where's Thomas the Tank Engine pinball? Oh yeah, it didn't make these. the cut. Now this Slam Till got an eight point eight three on Lemon, which is incredibly very high, high score. So it's you know it was a, a great a great uh, and this well was released game. in ninety six. Yes, so very re yeah. late release. AGA too. too. Yeah. So that was my last one. But what do you got to take it home? Okay, so with my last game. Um, I wanted something that would keep me uh, grounded in um, conversational skills. Okay, so you know I you figured after that now. after years and years of being alone on the island, I wanted to remember how to interact with people and how to have witty retorts when if if someone should wash ashore. And so the game that I chose as my final Desert Island game is Monkey Island 2, LeChuck's Revenge. Go ahead, I'm listening. So, uh, this game, I chose this game for a number. You might think, well, this is an adventure game. You can play it all the way through and be done with it. Yes, that's true. But uh, the game is beautiful. I think that the jokes are still funny. It's like when you watch your favorite movie, you know, you still laugh at the jokes, even if you've heard them a million times. This is one of the very, very few games that does humor well. You know, most games really struggle with that. Uh, plus, you know, going through all the different conversation options, you know, I know that, you know, the games that I've played, I'm sure I haven't explored every single option for every single character. Um, and it, you know, the other games take me away from the desert island. This game is set on a desert island. So I'm bringing it full circle. This is the last game I would pick. What? It's it's about being out in the island. Yeah. Oh my God, you look at the screen and you'd be, I, you'd be so sick of seeing the oceans. <laughs> I mean, you would have picked this. <laughs> Plus, I, I get what you're saying about watching your favorite movie, but... You do watch this movie hundreds of times. You would want to kill yourself. Well, no, you I mean you wouldn't watch it all the time, just like you wouldn't watch your favorite movie every day. But spaced out accordingly amongst the other games, it would be a man, rare this treat. One, I, I don't agree. This is one. This is one and of the it's ones. Nothing against the game, which is made on a desert island. I would want to play this. My God, just look at that map you were looking at. It's a desert <laughs> island. My God, <laughs> it's the last thing you want to see. Hey, that's some... like you know I'm, I'm trapped on a desert island. That's, 
Someone get me the whole season, the whole run of Gilligan's Island. I'll watch that while I'm here. Sometimes it's good to identify with people with the same trouble that you have. No, that's never good. Unless you're going to get there designed to make a coconut radio, you're boned. (laughs) You think there's a rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle of it on our island? Now, how long has it been since you played Monkey Island? And why did Monkey Island 2 over 1? Monkey Island 2 is the one that I know best. Um, It's the one that I played back in the day. Um, And... um, I don't know. I mean, I could have picked one just as easy. Two just came to my mind faster. Uh, now, here's my next question. Why would you pick this over the uh, flight of the uh, Amazon Queen since that also takes place with people stranded somewhere and you liked it a ton? You like this better than that? I do. I mean, Flight of the Amazon Queen, I think, is probably a better game. But this. Oh, I don't think anyone's going to believe that. <laughs> and I mean, do you think so? It's a better game? It's my opinion. Oh, no, I'm just saying, I mean, what makes it better? And keep in mind, I've not played this, so I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, is, uh, is, there, is it which is longer? Which has got more hours of playtime? Wouldn't you take that into account when you're on a desert island? Yes. So Monkey Island 2 has is more content heavy. No. Like I said, Flight of the Amazon Queen is a better game. It's hmm. longer. It's got better puzzles. It's got a more involved storyline. But Monkey Island has that certain that certain something. And it's got a certain charm about it that um, the, the 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 first the first three Monkey Island games, um, but that that Fly the Amazon Queen doesn't have. Um, I'm going with it because I, I you know because of that. Yeah, fair enough. Now I'm going to put you on the spot here. You get let's say that we add a spur of the moment sixth pick. All right, just out of the blue mm-hmm. because I'm thinking of the categories I got, and the one category that I didn't pick that I, I usually would would be an arcade style game. I don't know what you're lacking on your list that you might want to put in. Is there one you that you would like to have put in that we haven't talked about? Um, probably Sensible World of Soccer. I feel like I could get super, super awesome at it. So when I do leave the Desert Island eventually, I just go to that Sensible World of Soccer World Cup they have in Germany and just wreck house. I think uh, mine would probably be uh, Lemmings. That's a good choice. I think choice. Lemmings is a choice. long game, mm-hmm. uh, and you could try to come up with different ways to play it. It mm-hmm. might be kind of fun. Another one I thought about was that game Benefactor we tried a while ago. Yeah. That was a, that's another deep game. That that's true. Probably, there's probably different ways to, to beat it. So, But uh, uh, it, the problem with putting an arcade game in, it's the reason I didn't do it is because I figured I would just get... There's, it's hard to think of one I wouldn't get sick of after after playing it a million times. Sure. You know, so. I don't know. I played Do Run Run a lot. I'm still not sick of it. Well, there you go. Do you want to see if the chat had picked... If anybody yeah, sounded chat, off in Anybody here? in the chat have any... Uh, Let's see. Looks like well, we got a lot, a lot of chat to scroll through here. Oh. Eye of the Beholder two, Rake Dangerous two, Paradroid, Pinball Fantasies. We talked about from Hasifa. You missed one. Wings. Oh, we don't mention. Yeah, that. thank you, Hasifa. Well done. Paul H in the chat says Gunship two thousand, Silent Service two, Frontier Colonization, Turrican two. So Colonization is another game I played. Turrican two, of course, that's another game I just I'm not very good at. I see Steve also mentioned Test Drive 2, which was great. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Yeah. Duncan Styles, Bubble Bobble. Yep. Knights of the Sky. I've never heard of that. I have. It was great. It was a flight scene. Now, what does uh, Joseph say there? TV sports, jo- football, mm-hmm. and Tom Landry Deluxe. Now, I actually played that. <laughs> you never told me there was a Tom Landry I football owned that game for game. you, Amiga. I actually oh my bought gosh. the box copy of Tom. Hey, I love Tom. What do you want? I'm a Cowboys is fan. He, is he standing on the cover just with his arms that's crossed with a fedora hat on? That's exactly what he said. <laughs> well, that's good. That's, that's exactly good. what it is. Tom Landry was a coach for many years. Who else we got here? What's Necronom say? Go, go back. Scroll back up for a second. 
He's got uh, UFO, Enemy Unknown, Frontier, Millennium 2.2, Micro Pros Golf, Breach 2 or Cannon Fodder, Lemmings, Emerald Mines, Genetic Species, and Hunter. He's went way out there, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Hunter is going to be one of those games. I think somebody has requested it again. It was that. I think that's that Metal Gear Solid type game that we are not Metal Gear Solid, the GTA like game. Oh, that, the one. Yeah, that was crazy yeah. one too. And there's a lot, people have a lot of good stuff in here. Yeah. So um, it looks like uh, I see vast. There's no honorable mention for settlers. Um, I you know I thought about doing settlers, but um, I had to pick Civ over it. I just think it's a deeper a deeper experience. I wasn't so. real keen on the interface for Seth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's weird, yeah. Oh. All, good, all good choices. Uh, 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 from Just as I scrolled by, look at, I'm going to look at these in depth later on. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could come up with five different games. I could come up with probably, I mean, if I had my drugs, I'd do 20 games I could take. I could, I could, that would have been a lot easier. Coming up with five was tough. And even now, I'm not 100% sure of my picks because it's if you're stuck there forever mm-hmm. or for an undisclosed amount of time, you know, I don't know. You know, the only one I'm 100% sure about is Elite. I'm sure I could play that one. Forever. Never, never get yeah. bored. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, uh, all of you, those of you listening after the fact, we do record this show live almost every Friday uh, at 5:30 p.m. Eastern. We will be off next week uh, because I'm going on vacation. But uh, you could hang out in the chat with the crew, like Steve Rasmussen. Paul H. Necronom, Hasifa, Treyguard1982, Joseph Harrison, uh, Necronom, Henrik Anderson, Nightbot, of course, always hanging around, but, you know, he's not a real person. Um, <laughs> Duncan Styles is here, so anybody else I missed, sorry. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out in the chat with us and, uh, and, and uh, being part of the Amigos community. Um, we do have a Patreon page if you'd like to support the show at patreon.com slash amigos podcast. Um, we have a contest every week that we run where um, I sing a song with the Patreon supporters. And uh, last week we had two winning entries, both Paul Kitching and Duncan Styles correctly get. Oh, and Seb Kiernan. Seb Kiernan also got it. And I and forgot me. I knew it. I don't count, though. Did you know it? You I never did. told me. No, I did know it, yeah. I don't believe that you knew it. What was it? Wasn't last week the Phantom of the Opera song? What song from Phantom of the uh, Opera? Music of the Night. All right, you did know. Oh! Okay, you're the man. Just finally recognition. <laughs> so, um, we're about to launch into the next round of the Patreon Song Challenge. So, if you know the answer... If you know what song I'm about to meticulously rendition for you, um, you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com and uh, you can tell me the title and I will announce you during the show if you're the winner. Well said. (laughs) The contest is try not to throw up during this rendition. Yeah. Or or try not to sue us if you're the guy that wrote the song. Go ahead. Yeah, here you go. Seb Cannon, Ronald Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leaf Kalan, Alan Cub, Bob Donald, Tyler Level, Lord John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRosha, Creepy Dead, Bofiga C to see the slow noise, Stefan Sorkin, Mortensen, Evan Helen, Seb Blender 75, Christopher Hassal, Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux. 
Graham, Vebke, Brent, Dowdy, Lane, Denson, Adam, Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage. Gary, Huckersey, Brian, Joe's, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Alan Cabal. Anthony Jarvis, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh, Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THE, Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy Humbert, Stan, Daniel Bingston, Brutal, Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warns. Pixels at Dawn and Cure Bjorn Barman. Bada do 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 do. Yeah. yeah jazz hands. <laughs> wow, that was. You really went nuts in that one part there. Well, thank you. I, I, I enjoy going nuts during that one part. Speaking of going nuts, you know what drives me nuts sometimes? What's that? Going 12 to 15 hours in a mega marathon. Who would do something crazy you have to be like out of that? I'd freaking mind. And yet. Amigathon is coming, guys. It's less than a month away. No, it is, isn't it? Less than a month away. Um, you can join us here on YouTube live on July 7th, starting at 10.30 a.m. UTC um, for a uh, at least 12-hour Amiga Marathon. That we're closing in on 12 hours, and it's going to be more than that here Man, pretty soon. We're almost booked for the entire 12 hours, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> and, um, and so if you would like to, of course, we encourage everybody to watch. And uh, if you would like to donate to Amigathon, for every dollar that you donate, uh, we will play one minute of your favorite Amiga title or an Amiga title of your choosing. And all of the money, 100% of the money, goes to benefit Children's Miracle Network Hospital. So it's all going to help sick kids. Um, Good cause. And, uh, and we're really, really looking forward to it. We've had such a great response so far. So many of the guys are in the chat right now. Um, have uh, have donated, and uh, we hope that we are able to reach and surpass our goal of one thousand dollars this year. I, I have a feeling we're going to be going longer than twelve hours. I have a I've feeling got a, so too. because the lead up has been huge. Wait, it's been bigger than last year's, which I thought was in, inconceivable. So we're I got a sneaking suspicion we're going to be booked up for I, if we go fourteen hours. I won't be surprised. That's going to be. <laughs> It's That's going to be, be a real barn burn. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we'll have a rotating cast of characters. Aaron and I will, of course, be there the whole time. But <laughs> Brent will probably show up. Uh, young Chad, possibly old Chad. Young Chad's the one that scares me the most. <laughs> He's the man with He's pie. He's limbering up his pie hand Which right reminds now. me, you know, with every dollar that you donate, you can choose to have that money go to either Aaron or my account. And whoever has the more money in that account will get the pie in the face at the end. How, am I am I still winning? Uh, no, I have taken control, and it looks as if if, if we did a bigathon right now, I would get the pie in the face. Now, when you say this would go to our account, they, I mean they're going to go to our side, but the money all goes to charity. All the money account. goes, yeah. This is just that, that it goes. <laughs> it goes to my account. <laughs> I promise, I'll take it to the charity. Yeah. No, it all goes to charity. No, it's all we we never even touch the money. It all goes through Extra Life. If you go to extra-life.org slash participant slash Amigathon, you can donate right there. And it's 100% tax deductible, too, so uh, keep if that you, in mind. If you want to get in on it, uh, I would I would act quickly uh, to get in on the initial 12, because I'm sure we could expand it, but uh, there can't be too many spots left just out of that initial 12 well, hours. right now it? we're at 11 hours and 45 oh. minutes, so <laughs> we're going longer than 12. Is in... Keep in mind too, we'll keep donations open throughout the entire Amigathon as well. Oh, so, yeah. um, you know, if if you've already donated and you want to, if you thought of a different game you want us to play, or if you just want to watch us play more Amiga, then uh, then feel free to to kick back in. Hopefully, they'll be like the if for fifty dollars, I can just I can grab you and just 
pound the heck out of you. Just bam, just like whack your mouth. <laughs> Is up that what time. you want to do? Well, I mean, for do 50 you dream bucks, about, you, you dream? would do it for 50. You'd take a beating, wouldn't you? No. How much would it cost to get you to, to just to let you just get the tar beat out of you? I don't you? want to talk about that. I don't <laughs> want to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> 200 bucks for a beating. That's just like a good deal. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Oh, before we go. I should. We should talk about next week's show, which okay. is going to be a little different, right. right? So, with boat, you want to describe what you're up to next week? I will be departing these shores and arriving during uh, to the country of. I don't. I don't even know where I'm going. No, I'm going to France. I'm going to France <laughs> to next a desert week. island. Yeah, uh, we're, my wife and I are going to uh, make our maiden voyage to Paris and uh, see the sights and and do fun stuff. I'll keep an eye out for uh, Amiga software in downtown oh, Paris. Man. You never know, maybe oh, there'll be man. some vintage computer software. I, I never thought about that. You absolutely. Now you guys aren't going to stop anywhere else but Paris. But no, France, we're actually. Right? Yeah, we're only going to be in France, but we will be jumping around. We're not going to just stay in Paris. We'll man, be traveling you need to get those over. resale shops and take care. Take care of your boy hose. While boats away, uh, it's going to be crazy, insane. Me, me and uh, my brother. Are going to be added again. We're going to be actually take. We're going to usurp all the shows for one week, and we're going to be. And I don't know. Do you know what we're playing next week? No. So I don't. I'm not sure. It's, we'll come up with something. I know that we've got something scheduled, but me and Brent will be uh, running uh, Amigos. It's a one. Brent will be an honorary Amigo for one week. I guess he's sort of already an honorary Amigo. Yeah. He shows up on occasion. I hope we won't <laughs> bring in those horrible quizzes. He always makes you look like a jerk on. Uh, but uh, we will be taking care of business. Uh, so the show will be out same time. It'll just be me and Brent running the show next week. And also, uh, speaking of Brent, if you want to uh, check us out on ARG Presents, again, like I mentioned earlier, uh, that drops every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So we'll be dropping a new episode of that Wednesday, too. So, And if you're watching live, you can stay tuned for uh, Insert Disc 2. And if you're not watching live, you will hear that uh, this coming Friday. Because yes. that drops every Friday. So we got Amigos content releasing Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Plus, I'm going to try and remaster another couple episodes from our early non-video uh, catalog and uh, and put those up on our off days. So. Did we mention that earlier about your remaster? I don't think we did, did we? Uh, we haven't mentioned it lately, but I, I'm going back through the archive and uh, cleaning up some of our earlier shows, adding some animation and some gameplay footage to spice up those audio-only episodes. Very good. So you just released, I believe it was... Episode uh, 20, Defender of the Crown. Defender of the Crown. You know, I hear that that may get a bold new re-release someday. <laughs> Make sure you listen to episodes uh, 1 through 47 to get news on the uh, Defender of the Crown re-release because we yeah. talk about it nearly every week. Between that and the, and the cases, those yeah. are going on forever too. Plus the saga of waiting to receive Defender of the Crown and the competition where we gave away Defender of the Crown. So. It's amazing the songs we took to, do, to, to receive it. We didn't keep it for more than a month. That's we, right. And it was gone. right back out yeah, the door. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Until then, adios. adios.